And then my amendment to that is, I'm Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Nerd on. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Nerd On, the podcast you didn't need but you deserve and where all levels of nerd are welcome. Now, in lieu of the commonplace sobriquet, we are doing something a little different to announce this dramatic episode. Voila! In view, a humble vaudevillian veteran cast vicariously as both victim and villain by the vicissitudes of fate. This visage, no mere veneer of vanity. Vanity is a vestige of the vox populi, now vacant, vanished. However, this valorous visitation of a bygone vexation stands vivified and has vowed to vanquish this venal and virulent vermin vanguarding vice and vouchsafing the violently vicious and voracious violation of volition. The only verdict is vengeance, a vendetta held as a votive, now in vain, for the value and veracity of such shall one day vindicate the vigilant and the virtuous. Verily, this vigissoire of verbiage veers most verbose, so let me simply add, it's my very good honor to meet you. And you may call me Josh. I'm Josh. Oh, one of the my hosts. God. <laughs> Just killed it. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, I'm Ollie. If you have not guessed, we are doing the uh, 2005 movie V. For Vendetta. Because today, this episode is coming out on November 5th. Mm. Remember, remember. What? Remember what? The 5th of November. The 5th of November. November. Oh, yeah, that's today. You're going to powder trees and black. Should never be forgot. So, uh, yes. Yes, let uh, us introduce the host. Ollie Reed <laughs> jumped on it, so I'll go next. My name is Tom. I'm Caitlin. And this episode is brought to you in part by the members of the Nerdon Nation that is powered by Patreon. Patreon. As a member of the Nerdon Nation, you do get fun perks, like you get uh, early access to these episodes. You get bonus episodes that nobody else hears. You get access to um, secret channels on our Discord server. Um, you get so the Nerdon secret. Nudge for the Nerdon update to get your questions what? answered uh, first. Um, all sorts of really fun perks to check out, so... Um. Yeah, check out that NerdOn Nation, nerdon.tv backslash Patreon, and check out that Discord, nerdon.tv backslash Discord. And a huge shout out to our partners, uh, Apogee Electronics and Odyssey Headphones. Uh, Apogee creates, makes all sorts of really great products, um, but specifically this hype mic, the ultimate podcasting microphone. Um, it's a great microphone. Not even not just for podcasting. All of us use it for streaming, uh, any everything. sort of video content that we're creating. Um, everything I use it for. Yeah. <laughs> and it also attaches to your iPhone if you need to do something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. For um, self-tape auditions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, check them out and then check out Odyssey headphones. Uh, we are using so their nice. LCD ones. Uh, fantastic headphones. They sound nice. They're pretty. And as they have officially um, recognized, if your ears were mouths, they taste like butter. Oh so, my god! Uh, I love that they actually posted <laughs> it on their social media feed. It's now canon. It is canon. It is. Um, but yeah, that is the housekeeping. Shall we? Shall we get into the episode? I'm gonna yeah. also real quick when Josh 
uh, fucking put dibs on doing the opening. I thought you were gonna like. I thought you were gonna go go. I in thought on you the were beat. gonna go real ham. Yeah, <laughs> and then I was like, it's already then, ham. Trying to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was funny because like, so I was practicing doing because Ali was like, Tom, you're doing it. I'm like, all right. And then I started. Yeah, I, I watched the chat. thing and I like practiced it the way V did it. Yeah. And I was gonna go fucking ham. And then so when I heard Josh do it, I was just like, you know what? This is Josh's. This is Josh's V for Josh's- Vendetta. Right. It's like <laughs> it's like you know like you if can't he was have in all the dark Christian alleyway, Bale Batman. He'd be like, it's me. So I didn't do it good enough. <laughs> no, no, See, you Josh, did it in the Josh is. way. Well, it's I wanted to get deliveries. us. I wanted to get all of us uh, guy fox masks. I was going to do yeah. this whole thing where I was going to like imitate the movie and like send you guys a blind package uh, with the guy fox, <laughs> and and just like trust that we would all be sitting here in the outfits. But oh my god! It never. It didn't come to. You. We, and then we didn't plan it far back. Enough. Comes in and says, "How many boxes?" And he's like, "Eight hundred thousand." It's like, "My God!" Oh my um, god! But no. Uh, and so it just made me think of just kind of like if there was like a you know a reboot of V for Vendetta and they cast Josh as V. Like, <laughs> Voila! In view, a humble. <laughs> it's like, it's so, so nice. sweet, What's going but on also here? so murderous. Uh, I'm your revolutionary. So, <laughs> uh, let's get this show on the way. I'm on your team. Uh, uh, this guy can keep us cool. <laughs> <laughs> the next two segments of our show are going to be, um, well, the first part is going to be uh, where we're going to go around uh, the digital green room because at the end of this episode, we are going to rate it from zero to five. So um, this is a little bit of a fun tradition that we do. Um, we are going to guess, guess that, that grub. So if you're brand new to that, then um, welcome. You are now officially christened to a good episode. Yeah, it always gets a little she during that guess that grump song. We're still yeah, waiting. So never for, uh, made one official. We're still, we're still waiting for any of you amazing fans to send us something for the interstitials. But, uh, <laughs> like, until then, this is going to be our instruments. <laughs> we're going to get like an <laughs> Animal Crossing <laughs> theme song from no, someone. Yeah, They're going to be like, use it. this. Anyway, so um, the, uh, the this part of the show is going to be where we're going to go around the digital screens and uh, pick who is going to have the lowest score from zero to five. No matter how high the number is, uh, the lowest one will be the grump for the week. It's how we make. Uh, light of us you know destroying and objectifying a film um i love doing it uh so uh i since i always explain and i apologize for the show i'm gonna go first and i'm gonna <laughs> say that um the person with the lowest score is going to be caitlin okay i Next. think it's gonna be tom okay uh, one vote. I saw his face slightly contort when I said that. He was like, "That's just how my face looks." Thank no, you. No, I saw it. I saw it. If everyone on the YouTube, please, uh, you know, put the time code when my face uh, contorted. <laughs> I won't be having any tells today. <laughs> this is the official uh, marking post for face <laughs> contortion. All right, Josh or Ali, who's next? Um, I will vote for Caitlin. Okay. Two on Caitlin. I'm gonna vote Josh. <gasps> oh, one for Josh, one for Tom, none for Ali from us, the host. But like Josh mentioned, if you're part of the Nerd on Nation, then you get to be part of this um polling system where we could guess that grump with y'all and y'all could put it in. Typically, 
little bit before the episode starts recording. Um, so <laughs> the the votes from the Nerd on Nation as it currently let me let me refresh real quick so we get that sweet freshness straight off the truck. That didn't change. So uh, we have <laughs> what? a three way tie. What between Ollie, Josh, and Tom? Wow, that's one vote for Josh that puts it to two. That's one vote for Tom that puts him at two, and that's one vote for Ollie that puts him at one. So, Ollie, you will give out your rating first, then it's uh, a three way death battle between Caitlin, Josh, and I. And I'm going to vote for reverse order, so alphabetical order, last name, reverse alphabetical order. No one does Jesus, make me do all this work. <laughs> do all this work? It's me, Caitlin, and Josh. So there you have it. Um, th- those are the, the, the guesses in the queue. Um, and you do get a shout out at the very end of the episode if you are right. Um, so we'll go to our complete spoiler of that, which is going to be our first impressions and our initial reactions. Yeah. <gasps> I'm going to go first again. So... Um, <laughs> Uh, watching the film V for Vendetta um, I think the real big allure for me to watch this in theaters I think I watched it in theaters I can't remember yeah I think I watched it in theaters because I have the DVD and I'm just like I know for a fact I watched the crap out of this DVD because I love this film Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I think it was because it was just the Wachowskis you know so they had just come off of doing all the, the Matrix films and everyone it was just interesting and it was you saw the DC Vertigo logo, and I was like, oh, another comic book movie, right? And so this is like, you know, Batman Begins and um, Spider-Man and X-Men. There was no MCU yet at this point. And so it was like really kind of like, oh, this, these are like nice little things. You know, like I think Ghost Rider and Daredevil had already made the things. The the Hulk had made, right. made a film. So it was like there were, comic book movies weren't like these like monster films, blockbusters in the theater. They were like these little gems that you would like – Go like they were the Happy Meal. Like you got the food, but you came for the Happy Meal. You know, like, you go to the theater like hoping that there would be something for you as like a kid who's in high school that had to like get dropped off by the parents. Um, and uh, I, I, I really, really, I love this movie. I, I, I think like as an adult now rewatching it for this episode, there's a lot more nuance that is um, illuminated for me. There, I, I understand a lot more of what um, the the film is trying to communicate. Um, and understanding where it comes from in the source material and reading the source material, um, there are the Hollywood liberties that it takes to make it a little bit more um, digestible for the American audience. So I, you know, going, talking about everything in, in, its, in its realm, um, it's one of my favorite comic book films. And uh, if I could say one, and again, we're all in spoiler-free, spoiler-free world. If I could say Territory. one thing about the film. Um they're uh, above all of the Dark Knight Nolan films. This film, I think, like highlights the ideology of what a symbol means more than everything else. Mm. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like there's hardly a superhero that films that talk movie. about symbologies. Yeah. Symbology from uh, symbology. the symbology. But, um, but this one's like, oh, you know what a symbol is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, after that. So that's, that's me. Who's next? Very powerful, yeah. Um, I can go. I, um, I again, uh, I as well uh, l- love this movie. I, I saw it back in theaters as well. Um, it's a little bit old, or old, older than you, so I wasn't dropped off at the theater. <laughs> but, um, but uh, no, I uh, same thing. So I'm a huge fan of Wachowski's uh, their their work, or at least their earlier work, uh, and uh, the Matrix, especially, and going into V for Vendetta, uh, going into a, a property that I didn't necessarily picture them tackling, um, but kind of 
bringing kind of that Wachowski magic to it, you know, fresh off the heels of, uh, of matrix in the sense of like, it's dark, it's gritty. It's, uh, yeah, it has its slow-mo fight sequences, but it's also like, um, doesn't pull its punches. It hits like real topics. It, it is, uh, you know, it's, it's um, slightly Americanized, but it's still very British. <laughs> um, and I love that about it. It has a very distinct identity. Um, it does such a good job of kind of like transporting you into that world. And it really does convince, it really grounds you. I think the most important thing is like the events of the story, without going into them uh, too much. I think they really help ground, sorry. They really help uh, ground the movie into, uh, into a bit more reality. So that when all these fantastic things happen around um, there, they make that much more of an impact. Keep your hands here, bro. Sorry. <laughs> no, Everyone, uh, Ollie was like just had a Bobby. boxing match. I, I, don't, I don't know what to do with my hands. What? No, yeah. Ollie, yeah. Ollie's emphatic. Yeah. And he, he I'm, was, I'm he very was, emphatic. He, yeah, he was getting into it, but at the same time, was doing a boxing match with his mic. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Caitlin or Josh? Uh, Josh? Uh, yeah, so is there an echo in here? Um, yeah. I, Caitlin, go ahead. Wow. The most efficient podcast on the air. (laughs) Wow. Copy paste, copy paste, copy paste. Um I yeah, I loved this movie when it came out. Uh keyword past tenth love. No, I'm just kidding. Um no, I I was about to say. I remember seeing because I think around 2005, the the era of 2005 to 2007, I was just starting to get into comic books. And um as I've said before, like I have, I was, I wasn't way into superhero comics. So it was kind of those off, not off brand, but off um, the beaten path, the off the beaten path comic books like Preacher or V for Vendetta. Um, I like to so see off. Yeah, this, this well, being based off a comic book, I was like, oh, mind you, I still haven't read the comic book that is standing behind me. Um, but still, um, a comic book movie that wasn't like Hulk or Daredevil or Superman or Batman. You know, it was something like that. Um, mainstream. Yeah, mainstream uh, superhero kind of thing. Um, so I I walked away loving the movie. It was when I had a physical collection of DVDs. It was one that I like, I bought the special edition of and I just loved it. And Funny enough, preparing for this episode, I realized that I hadn't seen it in years and years and years. years the point that I had forgotten yes. Twist. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I was watching it again for this episode and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, like Tom said, uh, now being older and seeing the movie, it you you understand different things and the there's also... Uh, a certain amount of um, parallel with <laughs> the current reality of living boy, in oh 2020. Um, so, um, yeah, that's uh, my initial reaction is that I liked it. I liked the movie. Oh, <gasps> taking Caitlin's thing. Wow. Nice. Just <laughs> ripping it away from me, Josh. Caitlin, I just don't know what to real quick. I have no originality. I, I, oh, I'm not wearing Is that hats. it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Just rip it away from me. No, that's, you're fine. Uh, so kind of in the same boat, um, I saw this a long time ago. I totally forgot the twist. I forgot maybe at least a 20, lot Maybe at least 15 of, years ago. <laughs> yeah. But I forgot a lot of things. Like a lot yeah. of things yeah. about this movie. I was like, so many elements. I, it, I, I barely remember any of the plot points. I actually had this confused with a different movie 
But as do well. you remember the 5th of November? <laughs> now I do. Okay. Now she does. Um, uh, but, it, but it was, as, as Josh was saying, there's like so many parallels that are happening with this. While I was watching, I was going, no, stop. Mm. Stop! You can't stop. It's too real. Yeah. Stop being um, so everyone, real. Everyone, everyone listening it. at home, please tell Caitlin to not watch The Simpsons. I've, <laughs> I've seen some, and that's yeah. Um, but it there's so much about it that it's hard not to love because they've they've done so many things so well, and. How can you not appreciate it? And and they have so many different genres in there as well without meaning to necessarily. But it just taps on like every nostalgia button you got, especially watching it now. Um, now that all the superhero movies are out. Um, now that we're in the um, world climate that we're in. Now that we're, you know, now that so many things are... Um, coming together I feel like there's a whole new appreciation for this movie that didn't couldn't previously have existed um, big time I'll uh, admit I, I've now. had some I've had some different reactions than previous oh, watching this again getting ready big, like, post big quarantine. same yeah I was, I was like wow this is a uh, mood this big is mood. good but big ultimately mood. I think I think it was uh, I really enjoyed it and, and it sounds weird to say but ultimately feel good uh, because of the journey um that gets like fulfilled. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so I actually recommend it if you want to um, kind of, if you're up for it and if you want to compare it to what's going on now. <laughs> I, th- I will say that I, I did uh, have a s- sort of a strong reaction to the end of it, kind of in a negative, but it doesn't we'll detract back. from my enjoyment of it and we'll get to it later You'll on. We'll get to it. Yeah. Dope. Well, um, bring it back up, Galen. <laughs> um, no, we'll move on to our next two uh, segments of the show, which are going to be our brief synopsis and our production. Um, and that brief synopsis will be read to you by me. Say two. <laughs> it you. <laughs> it me. Uh, following World War, London is a police state occupied by a fascist government. And in Vigilante, and a vigilante known as V, played by Hugo Weaving, uses terrorist tactics to fight the oppressors of the world in which he now lives. When V saves a young woman named Evie, played by Natalie Portman, uh, from the secret police, he discovers an ally in his fight against England's oppressors. Probably didn't need to say the name since we're about to talk about that. <laughs> no, not really. Da, 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 but, uh, okay, cool. yeah. Josh will go deeper into the cast and crew. Will I? No, he will not. That's me. <laughs> Tom, Tom will go will do deeper it. into that. That it me. <laughs> um, th- so this film was distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures um, that gave us th- the titans such as Free Willy, L- Lethal <laughs> yeah. Weapon. Yes. And the Ocean series. It is a large polls. movie. There is a whale in it. There is a huge whale. Um, the, d- the director is James McTeague, uh, who did films such as The Raven, Ninja Assassin, and Sense 8, the, the show. Um, producers, Joel Silver, The Nice Guys, Romeo Must Die, and Die Hard. Grant Hill, who's done work on uh, The Crow, The Ghost in the Darkness, and The Tree of Life. Uh, the writers are, I'm just going to call them the Wachowskis, because um, credited, they're they're not. 
They're different. Different names, names are different and, now. And, and I'm not an asshole. So yeah. uh, the Wachowskis who uh, wrote films, or no, sorry, this is the last part of the of the producers, which is the Wachowskis, who produced films such as Speed Racer, Cloud Atlas, and Work in Progress. Um, the writers, the Wachowskis, who did, <laughs> who wrote films such as The Assassins, The Matrix, and Jupiter Ascending. This is based on the V for Vendetta um, book by David Lloyd and Alan Moore, although if you looked in the credits for the movies, they, Alan Moore is never to be found. Um, cast uh, is we'll talk about that Kaylin uh, cast is for everyone who can't see Kaylin because she's a digital image is uh, she gave like a what the hell kind of face so um, the cast <laughs> right. is Natalie Portman yeah. uh, for Black Swan uh, Leon the Professional and Jackie Hugo Weaving who uh, works in uh, Priscilla Hacksaw Ridge and the Ma- Matrix trilogy oh, and um, Stephen Rhee uh, Rhea um, who's done films in uh, Interview with the Vampire Citizen X and uh, The Crying Game Stephen Fry, um, yes. who's in films such as Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Wild, and Gosford Park. John Hurt, who's in films such as Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, The Elephant Man, and 1984. The release date for this film is a little interesting because there's two dates. Two dates. Um, it premiered at the Butt Numathon. What? Uh, Hang on. on December Say 11th. That one more time. The Butt Numathon. Okay. You know, it's, how you, it's how you feel when you leave the El Capitan because right, 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 their right. seats are uh, Sorry, I just like, my brain didn't process all the words. I just heard butt and a-thon and I was like, I need to know what that second word was. But she needs to know what? She's highly interested in a butt-a-thon. But <laughs> uh on December 11th, 2005 and then for worldwide release on March 17th, 2006. Oh, um, okay. The runtime is 132 minutes and the budget was $54 million, and the gross was $132 million. So... Not a huge blockbuster. Um, mm-hmm. The Rotten Tomatoes score is 73% from critics, from 249 critics. The audience score is 90% from 904,129 users. Wow. So they like it. So <laughs> they like, like the it. movie. People like it. I mean, that's um, that's That is all <laughs> of the um, uh, production stuff, the brief synopsis stuff. Now we're in that, that spoiler full. Uh, country mm. that spoiler full UK uh, 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 unity through faith and faith through, I don't know whatever the hell it's called <laughs> anyway so now we're going to talk about our favorite parts favorite characters um, our qualms and then we'll finally rate the show so I'm going to go first real quick I'm going to say Tom's when, all about going first today I'm going first this episode he really you know, is you gotta, you, he's like, like, I, I, go. I got strong go. thoughts alright everyone, everyone, everyone at home everyone listening I know you're listening to this while you're getting ready for the morning if you take 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 a moment stop what you're doing look in the mirror and or say, in the afternoon or at night look in the mirror and bed. say okay look in the mirror and say like you're you're the star player look no, in the mirror no, and look at look that person look in the mirror and recite that that V Vicendi whatever yeah yeah but you got to look in the mirror and say, look at the, look at that person looking at you back and say, you're the star player. You're the star player. You mm. got to treat yourself, baby. So um, uh, for the film, uh, one of my favorite things is the television speech that um, when he takes over the BTV um, and he kind of mm-hmm. like uh, tells the people that he blew up the Bailey. And um, yeah. because the reason why I really it, it hits um, a lot harder for me is because I remember when the film was coming out and that was like one of the first viral trailers that they just posted like. This is a V, you know, announcement from V. And then they just showed the speech uninterrupted, not with the scenes and all that stuff. And if you look on the internet now on YouTube, you can't really find that same spot, which is a little Weird. sad. You see, the, you see the whole scene and you see all yeah. the people intermingling. intermingling. But um, there, there is um, obviously, again, talk, there's a little bit of relevancy with any type of like historical conflict or um, anxiety 
um, when Alan Moore wrote the film and oh, wrote the book in 1988, um, it was during Margaret Thatcher's time. And when the film was developed, it was in 2005, like when the almost at the peak of the Patriot Act. So no matter what, there's always going to be this relevancy of if you f- have any type of um, oper- uh, opposing thoughts of what the government or the social status quo is, um, that it'll it'll reach home. So I thought that it was just really, really, really cool. And also Hugo Weaving is just – he delivers just lines and lines and lines. And just like, just, you know what? Hugo like, Weaving is just force. like – yeah, I I could I'd Oof. want him to do like read my will. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, who's next? Um, I can go next again. Um, I yeah, my fa- uh, favorite parts. Um, I mean, the knife fights were pretty freaking amazing. Those like, knife trails. Uh, the knife trails. I cannot get enough <laughs> knife trails. Like, I want more. like special effects of knives going whoosh. whoosh yeah, yeah. Whoosh. And I counted. I think I think there's three fight scenes in this, and they're all. Amazing. Amazing. Um, especially that final one. I, oh, I love no. the last one, obviously. Just like oh, my, my turn. The, it's it's the quickness, right? It's it's not even like, oh, those knives look cool with trails. It's just how fast it happens, and just like those are gonna stab people. Oh, yeah. oh watching them and they're taking their time people. getting across. Those are I think those are gonna stab someone. <laughs> and like even just watching it uh a couple days ago, getting ready for this, I was just like w- when those knives left the hand, I was like I was like, oh my God, mouth agape. Just like, those are going to stab it, people. It still got me. I was he's like, that's stabby. Cool. Yeah. And then, of course, it unleashes and he, and he kind of rips through everybody. Uh, and, he, and he keeps his word. You know, we're a spoiler territory, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. At uh, this yes. point, very Creed, spoiler. Creed with his hands. Um, I, yeah, I just, I just love the, um, the choreography, obviously. And, and you want to, uh, you know, you're hungry for more of that Matrix combat. You know, leading the trilogy, and and you get a pretty a pretty great uh, treatment here of and like V and his weapons. Even though the film's rated R, it doesn't go like too ham in the goriness no. of like what's happening. Like, there's blood for sure being sprayed, but it's mm-hmm. not like you know Tarantino where it becomes like comically like right unrealistic. But it's effective, like in the exactly uh, in the you BTN, know like when slicing, he goes up to that guy, through, yeah, the arm he stabs that guy and he just reacts to him and then he leaves him and you hear it, but you don't you know you don't see it. I think that is more effective. I, yeah. what I, what, cause that's one of my favorite parts too. But one of the things that I like about that so much is that he, I mean, he's riddled with bullets and he should oh. not be alive. Oh, and man. the no. thing about V for me is it's the power of the mind. Um, yeah. it's the power of the word and like, you know, yeah, he should be dead, but the, his, his willpower and his strength keeps him alive to have the last yeah. word, so to speak. Um, and so I just, I love that it, it's kind of like, it's showing his, he survived. yeah, it's he survived showing his whole point of like the power of your mind and your words and your that ideas. kind of thing. And um, that super yeah. soldier serum really worked. It yeah. really yeah. did though. Yeah. <laughs> you get, he's like, you get, you, you get shot one time, you won't die. But you get shot maybe about 50 times, you might die. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, um, you're even. <laughs> my favorite, uh, one of my favorite parts is actually the, the meeting of Evie and V, um, but specifically, Person. I love the line when he's when he's talking about uh, asking a, a man in a mask who he is, where he says, um, yeah. "I'm merely remarking upon the paradox of asking a masked man who he is." Who I he just, is. I, and then of course the speech and all that kind of stuff. I just, I mean, like Tom said, the language. Hugo Weaving just speaking. I'm just like, cool. I'm just going to turn off the visuals for this movie and just listen to him speak. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like they they wrote it for him. Like there, oh. there's there's lines in this Kinda that are like, like I it. feel like you wrote that for Hugh and, and 
And to that point, I don't know where you got the the speech part, Ollie, but when you called me out to say it, to do it, um, <laughs> it's longer than the one that's actually in the theatrical. Is it? There oh, are some I lines I had to take it out. The yeah, no, there's some lines I had to take out because I was watching it and I was like trying to memorize it and I watched the thing and then and you're like, it, where did it this had like, go? It had like three lines missing from when Hugo Weaving Honestly, talked about it. Honestly, it's a lot. and like It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> It's 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 hard to understand too. It's not um like it's all correct, right? There's a Obviously, lot of three dollar it, it words in there. <laughs> it's a proper paragraph or whatever, but it's like, how do you you know convey that? How much do you put on screen before people kind of start to lose interest because if they fade it away and aren't really following the language? And in the book, I wonder the, if there was like focus groups or anything like that. When when he meets Eva, well, Evie in the book, imagine. that doesn't happen. What's he that? just he just in the book where you find out he doesn't he doesn't do that he just meets her like you want to go see this thing I'm a musician uh, he, just <laughs> he doesn't have his that's intro it, that's what happens like what I loved all of the sort of pomp and like kind of a little bit of cheesiness that like he brought to that performance like just him being so proper and so verbose and so like swashbuckly and very much you know Edmund going Dantes. back to the kind of yeah exactly kind yeah. of Monte Cristo like very much that style. It even gave me a strong like Princess Bride right, vibes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and I was um, like, I was like, okay, I have a whole new level of appreciation for this. <laughs> and go, uh, I'll talk a little bit about like the differences between the the book and the film. But uh, Caitlin, yeah. what's what's some of your favorite parts? Man, a part that, and I'm gonna start this in the reverse first. So let me finish. As she hates the part that I hated, but then turned into the part that I loved was when Evie came out of the fake prison. Oh, yeah. Torture. And and she comes up to him and she's like, "You tortured me. Like you're, we're so not okay." And then like, you're both very not okay with him, but also mm-hmm. understand why he did it when he explains. And you can see that the like understanding with Evie is happening too. Of like, I know why you did this. I can't really forgive you, but. I love you, but also fuck you. <laughs> it's, 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 it's almost like an, an, a, an int- more intense version of when she wakes up for the first time at V's place where she's like, you should have just left me alone. Right. Where it's like, you know, like, I, I appreciate what you've done, but geez, you've like and it would have been ended my again. entire life. Yeah. It would have been that again if they didn't have that moment of like her getting that like panic attack and then him like holding her and being yeah. like, fight through it. Like One of my favorite lines is there. when he says, like, it's like you're uh, – Things are happening to you. Commit this to is something. Like, yes, like your that, life is that changing. That was or honestly the the yeah. part that I enjoyed of like the the depth of understanding. There, it still doesn't make it okay. It's mm-hmm. super oh. not okay. Very unokay. No, but the ideology behind it is what intrigued me, which is what made it a favorite part for me. Yeah. But also, think, I'm not fond of no, the lead up think, to that point. I think he knew that he needed a, a, a successor uh, in, in in that sense of like somebody that is also without fear of death and like wants to. To, to me, it like, was more that he just like he didn't know how else to communicate what he's been through to someone. He didn't know true. how else to communicate like for him who's been through what he's been through. He doesn't have any other tools to communicate his experience to someone who seems to understand him, but not fully understand him. I, so I, I, I've, go ahead, but it's a very damaged way of approaching mm-hmm. something. And I, to me, that's like yeah. seeing someone who doesn't have like, and, and he has a moment later where I forget what she says, 
but uh, she well, says something that like what happens really... to me what happened to me was monstrous and then she says so what they, so they created a monster they created a monster and then she and then she leaves there was something later i can't remember what she said but he actually like hangs his head and backs away like yep that was me that i really fucked up there sorry like there there, there are moments of moment. where he you, you do get that sense of like um he i mean he even says it but he, he oh, no, hates no, 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 I know. everything I know, that he's sorry. doing yeah. This is this is so this is after that moment. Yeah, you're talking mm-hmm. about this. This is on the eve of his revolution, yeah. and she's playing okay. the jukebox. And then she says, um, "One of my friends didn't even notice, recognize who I am." Oh, I guess I so have whatever you did, it must have worked. Must have worked. And then he backs off, and it's like, "Yeah, I fucking <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah." Remodeled the, like, your entire life. I I think it's he he both grows but doesn't grow like he 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 definitely grows. He and grows. Th- this, the thing is the so. What I'm, what I'm, what I try to said like maybe two minutes ago, um, was like he, like what he said at the very end, like you, I met you and everything changed. Like his plan was going to happen no matter what. Like right. it was inevitable, and that's the thing where it's like the idea is unstoppable, and so that's his whole motive. But then meeting somebody that one, you know, happened to be like EV. I don't play. I'm not. I'm like God. I don't play with dice and coincidences, right? So it's like there had to be a reason to do this, and. His reason was that, like, he can possibly feel love once again, at least in this film, right? And the fact that he ended up learning that she had been, like, if, like, he was, like, physically ravaged by the the actions of his government, where Evie almost mentally and, uh, like, just taken, like, her family, her brother. And at the moment, when we first meet her, she has zero intention of, like, causing a revolution like he does mm-hmm. and that's the weird like kind of cat and mouse game with the with the detectives that are like oh she's like uber terrorist because she has the mo and if you think mm-hmm. about it everyone in this country probably has the and it same runs in the family so to speak yeah well they yeah, all have like the same reason because they all probably have experienced the same side of yeah. like of creedy's fingermen and stuff like that um and so she mentions to him it's how she candidate. wishes she can be stronger and to your point it is like a fucked up way for him to um catalyze growth for this mm-hmm. character. Yeah. But um, at the very end, he's like, you wanted to feel strong. You like you were looking at death and you said no. And you said, I'm not going to give up V and all that stuff. So there's a level of something that like, you know, again, taking away a little bit of like the ego, taking away of like who she thinks she is and then stripping her down to pretty much what she wants to be. I'm not saying there's any type of glorification or romanticism about it, but yeah, it's, it's like the up. metamorphosis <laughs> that her up. character yeah. needed to do in order for her to be able to um, come to terms with who she is and her, her own traumas. And it's, it's, it's that like, it's like V is doing to her what he wants to do with the rest of the country and like tear down all of these symbols that we think are reality. And her symbol of reality has been kind of like what she built up as what Evie was. And then now it's not, it's something completely different. And again, in terms of writing, it's just really intelligent to, have hair being cut off because how do you show character growth? You just make them look different. So it's like, oh, obviously yeah. they changed. So like, she is a completely brand new person and she is like firsthand, you know, she, again, like at the beginning of the film, she's like, she misses more than just the idea. She misses the man behind the mask. So it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, other favorite parts or you want to go on? Caleb? Um, uh, something I really enjoy about V is that his face is never revealed. Aside yeah, that, from the shadowy Bernie one, I yeah 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 I I think with superhero films, anyone that wears their mask more than not, I really appreciate. 
because superhero films is so glorified of like I'm blah 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 I'm this actor in the suit and you start it's star it's it's the star theory is that like you stop looking at the character you start looking at the star right uh, where in here you wouldn't know it's Hugo Weaving unless you were very familiar with his voice mm-hmm. yeah. um, and uh, knowing that the Wachowskis wanted it forces to work with you them. to focus on the character and the, yeah and exactly. the story you lose. Of it. Yeah, you don't say, "Oh, yeah. that's Hugo weaving in a mask." You're just mm-hmm. like, "That's V. That's V." <laughs> well, the entire well, adventure, time. and maybe maybe you can, because uh, you're definitely a lot more read in comics than me. But I feel like, from at least from what I've read, there's it seems to be a lot more dual identity dynamics inside DC Comics versus like Marvel. Like Marvel, um, I feel like and identities are in front, and like uh, Tony Stark. You the, know, that the dual identity thing kind Captain of America. like in, in Marvel melted away only because they just like Spider Man like, has it. But. Everyone's just government employed. Yeah. Um. So there is to me that's the thing. But I feel like like, Mar- like DC really dig, digs into the dual identity like hard. Like I feel yeah. like um like Bruce Wayne. For, yeah. Like, Bruce I mean. Wayne. So yeah. Spider Man's probably the biggest one that has any type of dual identity thing. Yeah. But like DC definitely does that because they have to talk about you know psychology more often than not. And yeah. that's why like and not like a hot take, but that's why I say like the Marvel superheroes aren't really superheroes. They're just more like everyone knows who the fuck they yeah. are. So there's nothing. Like secret identity about it. There's just people Very now few funded by conflicts. the government, which yeah. yeah. Um, and it's more of like a who's carrying the mantle thing right. in in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Um, and so in this one, it's essentially it's everyone. everyone. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, I, I and yeah. It. That that brings me to one of my favorite parts is also the very end is that they they steer away from like quote unquote realistic logic. Um, and then they for the narrative, and then they just abandon that for what the film is trying to talk about in terms of an idea, yeah. and, talk, and, and 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 a symbol. And that's why I think again, this film it does way more for symbology and symbolism. Um, I like to say symbology um, <laughs> than than any of the other superhero films do because you know, uh, L- Lady Justice, Parliament, all these buildings being destroyed, um, certain members of the government are being killed off. And so like the voice of, of of London is gone, right? And so it's like, okay, cool. So the media is now gone. And um, you know, the with everyone being wearing a mask, like, you know, I, I think back to with hindsight, I think back to Dark Knight Rises, like, Batman's more than a man, he could be anyone. You know, like, yeah. and, like and he tells Joseph Gordon Levitt that, right? But V for Vendetta, he gives the mask to everybody. So everyone is him. And so like even people who have died are are wearing the mask and we see him at the very end. And I thought that was such like this wonderful moment where it coalesces really well with Evie saying like, he was my mother, he was my father, he was my brother, he was you, he was me, he was all of us. Yeah. And I was just like, it, it gives me, I just got chills. It it's, just well, it it's gives me very <laughs> chills about it. And the thing is like, I don't know, um, maybe you can also inform me if V for Vendetta the comics goes anywhere else besides this core story. No, uh, the book. So Alan Moore is a book writer. So he's like, I'm telling a story and I want to talk about power. So I was going to say it's very uh, on its. It's like if Batman was about like if the Batman story was about bats like that. would You know what I mean? Like it, 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 in some weird way or like there was a, you know, a bat folk hero. Well, like, it's like if Nolan, <laughs> if, if if all we knew of Batman was just what of the Nolan trilogy was, it's right. like that's the book. Yeah. Is the but Nolan this is trilogy. like there's Guy Fox. This yeah. movie's about that. And that idea and what that, so it's, it's very much about the movies about the mask, you know? Yeah. And like, so that's kind of why it, it affords the ability to kind of dive in so much. And, and the book is a little bit more like, it's about religious fascism, but then like, it's about V is not about like what we as Americans, what we think of what Liberty and freedom is like, mm-hmm. he's technically like a, a, li- a liberal in, in his world right. where, yeah. where he's like, 
homosexuality is okay. Having butter mm. is okay. Um, read, having a Quran is okay. Like having protest artwork but is the okay. The movie's also very different from the comic book, right? In terms of well, yeah, that, that was going to say was I'm sure in the, in the book because in the movie in the movie it's more just authoritarianism, authoritarian fascism. Where in the book it's more about religious fascism. Um, mm. So like the strength or yeah, strength through unity, unity through faith is purity through. Oh, it's like strength through purity. And so there's a lot more like Nazism in there, and a lot more about like uh, ethnic cleansing and ethnic mm. purity in, wow. in the book. And V is not really like a, a liberal, like I'm trying to, you know, have us have freedom. He's more about anarchy completely. And so he's mm. like, there's a sense of that in anarchy, like we will self-govern, but then like we shouldn't be bound by any rule at all. And like Lady Liberty's not like, oh, you're on a holiday and I have to kind of like help out. It's more like, well, fuck you. You went to bed with the bad guys and now everything that freedom and justice stand for don't mean anything. And so it's a little bit more like extreme, and yeah. that's what Alan Moore, why Alan Moore doesn't have his name on it, and he doesn't have his name on anything that's wor- like been created. Like so, Killing Joke, no Alan Moore. Watchmen, no Alan Moore. From Hell, no Alan Moore. Like like all all the Alan Moore stuff that became visual doesn't have his name on it because that's who Alan Moore is. He was the anti-establishment. He was like you know an anarchist. He was the self-proclaimed magician, and so it's like he. Do you feel like I'm just? Just a thought. Do you feel like if you're with, I'm just going to take, because we're talking about V for Vendetta, um, could it have been like, if you're going to do my, if you're going to do my story, do my story, don't change it so much that it's not my story anymore. Like that kind of thing. Mm. Um, Artist integrity kind of I mean, thing. I think so. I mean, a lot of people will say that the Watchmen film is um, like too close to the source material. But even then, he doesn't recognize it as one of his own. Yeah. Um, but he he read the script. He never watched the film for V for Vendetta, and he said it, like V for Vendetta was a watered down version. It wasn't it wasn't nuanced um, enough. And uh, yeah, so I mean, in that in that case, like I feel, but also I feel like he he's kind of like he's not in it for the money. Yeah. He's not in it for yeah. the claim. He's here to tell he's a story. In, yeah, he's there to tell a and story, which is like idea. very very admirable. But Genuinely. also in in recent years, he's been just like. I hate comic books. And I hate superheroes. So it's it's very interesting. Um, yeah. Before we get too far into it, but uh, there, any other favorite parts? Uh, another favorite part for me is the story of the actress. Um, mm. I was going to say, I just find it to story. just be a fascinating and beautiful story, um, even mm-hmm. if it's just a story. Um, Beautifully like showed and told and stuff. Too. Yeah, the, like that, that's really just a the juxtaposition of what she's going through. To see the beautiful moments in the story and just to see the unfoldment and um, yeah, I just thought it was just a beautiful story and just the way that it was told in this movie format of the the change of this person's life and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. I thought it was. And you see that you see the, his uh, memoriam, and you see the that woman who plays that actress. Um, like in other flashbacks, which is I really liked. Um, yeah, so oh, you see her like lots. you see her yeah. before you know who she is, and, and like you're you see like, her oh, flashback before. Yeah, you see her like, oh my god. And and uh, I really it, like you get that feeling of Evie of like you're desperate to hear what's next. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed that part. But also, I tell you right now, I, I got I get choked up every once in a while when I when I watch that film and I see that with the last line. She's like, "I love you," and I don't even know who you are. And I'm just like, "Oh," <laughs> it, it's because like you, you they did so well of like. And that's one thing about View for Vendetta. Like, the romantic aspect of the film is really well done. Super like, well done. 
I, yeah. I, it's it's you you feel like a little the it's Disney the top. Princess Bride like you know yeah. kind of Miss Monte Cristo for the torture a little bit. part, but yeah. <laughs> but like the the there is a romanticism of V right of yeah. like not oh, knowing yeah. him and you you know exactly what she telegraphs exactly what we feel of like you're so important but I don't even know your name I don't know your parents I don't know who you are because you know what you don't need origin stories for everything so um but he doesn't remember anyway because they actually say that he has no idea who he is uh, he says tests. like yeah there's there's more there's like what behind this face is not mine and all this stuff too but yeah it's 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 unimportant at this point because he's completely to like Josh's point like devoted to the word the idea so, mm-hmm. um one last uh one last thing is uh it's just a cool visual and i love the be- behind the scenes of it is the the shadow walking through the flames and knowing that the stunt person actually did walk through flames like oh um oh. like wearing this cooling gel like yeah oh, i'm not going to go into the whole details cuz i don't know all the details except for the the guy was wearing cooling gel and to see some behind the scenes photos of him wearing that stuff it's just so like it's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of really interesting behind the scenes stuff that went into the making of this film that like like everybody had to have background checks because they were working so close to parliament. Oh, um, wow. Oh, wow. Um, all of the guns that were used like had to be like inventoried and, and scanned and all that kind oh, of yeah. stuff. So um, I'd be concerned if that wasn't happening on sets anyway. But true. Well, um, well, well. And just the fact that Hugo Weaving wasn't the first, wasn't first cast is just, I'm always, it's always interesting to see things in cinema history that become like, like Michael J. Fox with Back to the Future, yeah. where you're like, oh, that wasn't the first choice, but it ends up being so perfect. How? Yeah. And like, you're like, wait, Hugo Weaving wasn't first selected for me, <laughs> that you're like, huh? wow. So, um, oh man. Yeah. Also, when they were dancing in the jukebox scene, I I was actually like, is that you? Is that who you're weaving? Is that that's when you got to you? He's <laughs> no, well, no, 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 no. I knew it was him all along, but it was like a he's really tall. You go weaving like is six oh, yeah. foot two, and Natalie yeah. Portman is like five foot three. But that <laughs> yeah. height disparity had me like I was so disparity. In- Despair. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was the word, the first word that came to mind. Um, I don't know. Somebody well, doesn't think short people have a reason to difference. live. <laughs> or talk. Difference. Like, which, which I'm way? sorry, I picked a bad word. Um, <laughs> you know, your brain fishes for a word and you pull one out and you're like, ah, oh, that was not the right one. Um, right. Height difference was discrepancy. very... Discrepancy. Ah, oh, that's... Thanks, Ali. Um, <laughs> but I, Natalie Portman, I like how tall you are. I like how tall you are, too. It's I have... Whatever. I'm just gonna, the height difference. Height difference. Kayla's like, fuck anyway. you guys. I'm done with this. <laughs> I'm done can with I, this. Can I do a can no. I do a speech to uh, D words? Oh god. Uh, but no, it they like it was just so their their height difference was so perfect. And I was like, is this real? Is that actually you weaving? Are they the same height? Like and then I had to look it up. And then yep. Anyway. Totally. That was yeah. a complete side tangent, but that actually like, like, weaving so so into his role, he literally chopped his knees for that moment. Maybe so that he, he did. Could, <laughs> yeah, you don't know. See you cinema history. Cinema history. Um, uh, one of the other. Fa- I mean, there's there's so many good favorite things. Eggy basket. Film. Um. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, um, but uh, I really enjoyed the detectives. Finch. Oh, uh, wow. Like, he did a great job. It, great. It, and and to, to, I think Kaylin really nailed it on the head at the beginning with like, um, there's so many things happening. So like, you got like, shadow organization government, which is like, pretty two-dimensional if you think about it. 
Um, but you got these detectives who are like following this case of this terrorist, right? And they have no idea. But then in doing so, they are understanding what is happening. So they're like kind of the audience surrogate in terms of like what we should know. And Evie's yeah. our audience surrogates of what we should feel. Um, and it's, it's, it. it's really, really cool that like there's this little bit of a love story going on. There's like this, you know, seven detective thing going on. And then there's like this like worldwide event happening, this mystery. And you're, and it's uh, I like one of my I, a scene that I watched. I know for a fact I watched over and over again was when um, uh, Finch is talking to his his deputy, and he says, "Would you like if our government was in it, it was uh, responsible for um, hundred thousand people dying in our own country? Would you want to know?" And then he's like, "It's just a question. I don't even think there's an answer to it." And there's that cool thing that I love that, and that to me, that is the biggest thing I think films have to offer is just asking questions that may not have answers, but it just allows yeah. you to think. And it's yeah. it's that like, I don't know, ignorance can be bliss. I don't know, maybe. And I, I think that also ties into like what V was talking about, where he's like, if you don't see that there are anything, there are any crimes happening in the government, then let November fifth pass. But if you see what I see, if you feel what I feel, then stand beside me on that night. And it's like. Stand up for what you believe in. Speak your truth. And then if you don't, then, like, I guess, cool. Like, there's not sense of, like, well, I need to fucking waterboard you with all this Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, like, um, so, I, like. Message. I, I think that helps keep the suspense going, you know, yeah. a little bit, too. And it really makes it land. You know, it's like, well, I don't know. When is the is the question going to be answered? Yeah. Wait, um, you know. And, and there's even a grander scope of, like, seeing the bar patrons, the retirement home, and the, the suburban families, like, oh, react the to the TV. Yeah. And like they're growing too, so like there's there's microcosms of stories being told, but also kind of to um, piggyback on the detectives. What I liked about kind of to add to that is I, I like their ability to ask questions, like and not to be so entrenched in the government that they are they belong to. Like, yeah, uh, there's a moment that that same moment, I was I like that his kind of like his um, partner was just like open to the idea like it wasn't immediately like no the no. government is like all this kind of stuff like it, it's it, so good like yeah, yeah i mean he, it was he, nice that they were, they were the, this team of being able to explore this idea of like because yeah. he also starts what if this is pattern, a lot more fucked right? up than we thought yeah um so i also that, love that's, that's that's one thing i like is that they were they're uh, inspectors right uk mm-hmm. and uh but they're intelligent like they're 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 in the role that they're in for a reason and you know even the other the partner starts to catch up catch on on pattern and you know it helps him out ultimately um but yeah i think their dynamics was really good and i really uh he he portrayed that so well like being the being the chief inspector and 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 kind of like i love that actor he's just so good yeah it's this sort of like hopelessness mixed with like curiosity and 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 you just want to you just want to be in that you know, in his car with him while he's figuring things out. And it's, uh, it's really, it's really fascinating to watch. I love, I love that just also on that. Um, I just really loved that. You're like the, the times that they show the chief inspector of like, he's drinking whiskey at six fifty nine AM when yeah. the, you know, the clock hits seven and the alarm it's goes off. Day. And it's like, you, you get the whole buildup up to that point you get the entire like you've seen him have sleepless nights before so of course 
he's going to start today at 7 a.m. with a glass of whiskey. Well, like in his he, hand. he, he, yeah, he, he, you know, he's seen pulled open shit. his blinds, yeah. stared up at, at the sunrise. And like, I've done that before where I've like gotten up and I've stared at the sunrise and I'm like, well, it's today. Yeah. Today's the day for whatever yeah. happened to be that day, like our live show, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm, that sounds about um, it. Cast the audio on YouTube. Uh-huh. Um, I will. Uh, this is this is like a, a a one dollar piece of lesson that I got from my screenwriting class, um, and this I want to say this, and and I'm going to make an amendment to this. All you other screenwriters and writers in the world, there are no more powerful two words in screenwriting than the words that are said in this film, and it's said in a lot of films. And when you realize it, I want you guys to change, and I want you guys to see it differently. There's Man. no two powerful more powerful words than it's time. Oh yeah, because that means everything. That means it's time to wake up. It's change. Time to end things. It's time to kill people. It's time to start time a revolution. For and then I'm, my my amendment to that is, I'm Batman. <laughs> that wow. is the next the next most powerful. Want, piece that should of have writing. been my joke. I'd be like, watch movies. I want you guys to listen. Watch all your movies and look for this line. This is going to change your life. Yes. I'm Batman. <laughs> oh my god! It's, or it's time. Let's I'm do this. No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah. That's well, pretty good one. But um, any other favorite parts before we get into favorite characters? No, let's get into favorite characters. We, we can the keep movie. talking about it for sure. Um, so who wants to go first? Favorite? Character? I'll go first. I won't go. Um, favorite characters. Um, we'll do. I mean, we'll do. Th- th- let's just do two. 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 Let's just do two. Two. two, 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 two. Um, but mine. My first one's a given. Uh, v. Yeah. Um. Uh. And my second is Dietrich. Uh, I just, I love yep. that he's <sighs> kind of the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, mm-hmm. And for her to kind of find out of his his hidden life, uh, yeah. literally and figuratively. Um, and how he has to explain it to her. Yeah. Um, Breaks your heart. I just, I just love that he kind of, repre- what he represents and just kind of the, the freedom within the, the, the system that they live in. Uh, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, and also being a like late night talk show host, and kind of being that like even that sequence that they have that's kind of a Benny Hillish. Um, it's exactly Benny. Hill. No, I know that it <laughs> is. But, yeah, it's not Benny Hill, so it's Benny Hillish. Um, I, I think what what not to uh, tangent away, but I think what really helps with that is the fact that this is not too far away from the beginning of their sort of oppressive time or whatever. What is it, like ten years or something later? Not too much. Time has passed from one like in this grand scheme of things. Just them becoming. Oh, the government. It's a year, it's oh, a year from not like not when the government not took the over. year between oh, November. Oh. 5th How long have they been oppressed? So twenty. So like, so in twenty twenty years ago from the film, the start of this film, or yeah, twenty years ago is when they started rounding up all the homosexuals and. Okay, so twenty years has passed, and then so, ten years during that time is when V was experimented created. on, and then ten years later is where we pick up. Okay. So he says so for I, 20 years I I have dreamed about this day. That's what Yeah. What was really effective was like having all those people that like were from there beforehand. So like you could tell that like he had he was a talk show host or whatever, like he had this life and he was really hilarious and he had to like tone it down for this new system or whatever and having mm-hmm. to hear him kind of censor say that he's been censored his whole life is censored. So that I think that really that he's one also one of my favorite characters. Dietrich is basically V within the system that like didn't go outside of it. Yeah. Yeah, and he is the one outside of the system. That's a good way to think about too, in terms of like how to, you know, um, again, speak your truth about what you feel is right, but without breaking the law. Right. Um, So Ollie, that Diedrich is one of yours. So who's your other? Diedrich, and then I would say Finch. I was just really, I just 
He was, he was such a great... Bench again? That's bench the detective? The, the mm-hmm. chief inspector. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I have a cheat sheet in front of me. Let's <laughs> go. Uh, Kaylin? Um, this is hard. Um, we didn't put any restrictions, so it shouldn't be, but you know. <laughs> well, it's, uh, well it's, I skipped it's, it's hard because be there are so many great characters in this. Mm-hmm. Like, V is, a, I feel like, an obvious choice just because he's mm-hmm. so bombastic he's, and pompous and he's the titular you know, character he is the titular character and just rife with problem personal problems um but but there's something very charming about him which makes it hard to not love him um there's almost something see, there's like, like a childlike quality to him too which right I, mm-hmm. which i like that side too yeah everyone yeah. put on your hot topic clothes oh yeah we're, we're totally we're <laughs> totally sure. in Hell like yeah. this is basically dapper edgelord like, exactly. He's exactly. a dapper edgelord. That's what V is. <laughs> um, but then second up, probably Evie. Just Excuse just me. from like watching a character with so many past traumas and have to like relive that trauma. Too. Oh yeah, when yeah. Dietrich gets taken, I was like, Dietrich oh. gets taken. That's exactly what happens to her yeah. mom. Oh. And then V tortures her right after. Like she's been put through the fucking ringer, and for her to come out and be like, "I'm good. I made a fake ID. Yeah. It wasn't hard." Mm-hmm. Okay, bye. Yeah, she's like, uh, Natalie Portman's one of my favorite actresses, and she definitely nails it. Oh, this, she's, this is one of my favorite movies. Isn't, isn't it crazy when you think that after this film is when she took her hiatus from acting so that she can go back to school? That's wow. wild. For acting. And then when she for came act. back, she did Black Swan and then Academy Award. Yeah, that sounds And I was right. like, what a gangster move. Yeah. <laughs> How She's long like, I'm done acting. I'm going to come back to acting. She's working on her craft. She's yeah. an artist, you know. Which is yeah, huge because I remember feeling that way where I was like, oh man, she did Attack of the Clones. She was in Leon the Professional. So I was like, she's a good actor. Yeah. And then like when seeing V for Dead, I was like, I fucking love Phantom her. Menace. And then all of a sudden she's like, I'm going to go back to school to get better at acting. It's like, what do you mean? And then she comes back, Black Swan. I'm like, you know what? That's right, what she damn, meant. <laughs> that's what she meant. Okay. Uh... But real quick, uh, before I do my favorite character, I did want to say something I really liked was the the small racial uh, racism. And 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 again, with the, again, Stephen Fry part with the talking about the homosexuality thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, that was, went over my head. Like, yeah. as a kid, I was just like, oh, yeah. he lives a secret life. Secret basement. Very cool. Something she notices, and then and then seeing those images, I was like, "He likes bondage or something." I don't know. And then also like, and then he says like, "Uh, "I can't have the appetite that I have." I'm like, "Oh, (laughs) he can't eat his favorite food. He can only eat eggy baskets." So so watching, yeah, watching it now with 2020, (laughs) um, I was just like. Wow, so many things. So, like when Finch uh, talks to Creedy and says, "Like, wasn't your dad like an Irishman?" He's like, isn't it really sad what St. Mary's did to that? And I was like, <gasps> and then and also like, the um, um, the parallel that he wakes her up or he welcomes her in the morning the exact oh, yeah. same way that V same does. Parallel. Mm-hmm. Um, but then just even Prothero, who's having like that Patty. I was like, oh, that that's racial. Hey, man, calm down. But then, and then as a kid, I didn't get that. I didn't understand what that meant. And I was like, oh, that's. That's bad. He's a bad guy. That's yeah. a mean word. Um, but so my favorite characters in this, um, I'm gonna do, give myself the self restriction because you know I like to make my life harder than it has to be. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna put V or Evie in there. And so my mm. two favorite characters of this film are are Finch number one 
And then number two is uh, Adam Sutler. Um, Wait. John Hurt's character. The, the bad oh, chancellor okay. guy. Yeah. Why? I will say this. Because on the polar opposite of where V for Vendetta, or V is, of like talking about like liberty and freedom and, and justice and waking up and, and fighting, you know, the oppressive government. There is a very powerful and like, I could hear John Hurt talk about like, it's like one more day if we get closer to November is one more failure from you. And he's like, it's like we need to remind them that they need us. I was like, oh my, oh my, oh my God. Like it makes me like RIP, you know, like I, but I he's miss such a coward. <laughs> oh yeah. Which is fine. But to me, there is like, it, I would hate it if like he was like just a bad evil dude who's also badass. you know, like having him being this weak, shrivelly like, you know, wizard behind the curtain, like yeah. at least gives a little bit of nuance that like the powerful leader that you see as a giant screen is weak, is human. Um, yeah. In the book, it's way different. He's like a nerdy dude who's like very nervous. And mm. um, he ends up having like a love relationship with a supercomputer. And so like, that's a big thing with like all the villain characters Hell in this yeah. film. They're very two dimensional in the book. Mm. They actually take a long time. To, they develop, they devote chapters to explain why is Creedy this way? Why is Prothero this way? Mm-hmm. Why is like Finch this way? Mm. And they're supposed to be the villains, but they're all three-dimensional. They're all like, I have a family. I have kids. Like, I'm doing this because I want my country to be safe. And so, like, it adds that, like, uncomfortableness of, like, oh, they're not just evil people. These are yeah. people who think they're doing Wait, the right they have thing. dimensions? In in the movie, <laughs> they're kind of robbed of that. They're all just yeah. like, Creedy's just evil. Creedy's evil mm-hmm. and creepy, you know? Like, yeah. so... Well, um, and and that kind of ties back into like V's moment with Evie of torturing her for weeks. Like, it, they give him the time to be explained and make you feel more okay with how he does that, and they don't have the time to do that with literally every else. villain. And so that's the thing where it's like we we like V, and then what he's done is so evil and terrible, but then we forgive him for it. But then if we did that with all the other characters, we'd probably be where you are, Caitlin, of like right. very a little uncomfortable of like. I don't think I don't there was like a real that hero. I don't like this, but... Well, th- there's no such thing as heroes. There's no right. hero in the story. In the film, yeah. there's a hero, but in the book, it's just two ideologies fighting. Right. You know, which one reigns supreme at the end? So, um, yeah, if you if any type of triggers of, like, political and government stuff for this film, steer far away from the book, baby. But if you like that <laughs> shit, read that book, baby. Um, we got the Comixology link. Um, oh, so right. now we'll go into um, the, ra- the, the qualms. The qualms. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, who wants to go first? I can kick us off. Um, right. I only really have one qualm. Well, there's a couple. Okay, I'll, I'll go with one. They're, they're both really <laughs> tiny. Liar! You have maximum super two. Tiny. And, and when I mean tiny, it's just anything that, will, that, that takes me away from the movie. Um, so, so these are uh, dis-suspensions of disbelief. Anyways, um, mm. first off, we have um, Natalie Portman's British accent. It's, it's very good. For most of it, I would say for 99%. Hmm. There's a couple choice moments that I feel like doesn't read through. Yeah, like it slips or it's just like it's mostly uh, it's actually right around her reaction to being tortured when hmm. she's kind of like yelling and screaming like like more uh, can't louder. Feel anything. Yeah, like it just it just slips a little bit. And I'm like, sounds a little strange, but I'm also uh, used to her talking weird and um, fan menace. So, hmm. uh that was the only small thing. Um, I can kick it around. I'll come back around to my other thing. But I was going to say, we well, just do two and then go to the next person. They do two and then go to the yeah, next person. Yeah, I was going uh, to say, make a uh, paragraph. <laughs> there's, um, when I, I think when I first watched it, I hadn't, um, I didn't know the twist. Like, I hadn't predicted. I'm very bad at predicting. Wait, 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 w
uh, the fact that um, it, she's not captured by. Oh, Lynn. that twist. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that it's Hugo Weaving. Sorry, I didn't Got specify. It. But it's it's there's a couple moments where it's like ambiguous. There's one where it even looks like Creed, but there's definitely a couple that have a very distinct silhouette of Hugo Weaving. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, when he's standing in the doorway, like especially at the end when it's he's Agent like, trying to appeal to her, it's Agent Smith. That's the problem. It's it's very Agent Smith, and I was like, almost, <laughs> you know, where it's like again ninety nine percent, but it's just like that one thing. Even though it's not doesn't take you out that much, but it starts to spoil the whole situation. And I'm like, I wish that wasn't spoiling it, and something more emotional and more uh, uh, purposed was something that was spoiling it, as opposed to like continuity error question mark or whatever choice i think it's the scooby-doo thing where it's like you have to leave that breadcrumb in order so you don't make the audience feel like i was duped yeah you know so i I, to 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 i think like you who's a little bit more observant it's a little bit like well i see right through it i see the fucking from a mile away i can see his face (laughs) i can see his face but there have been things where i'm like i literally see his face it's actually the same thing when um there when finch is talking to uh rook rookwell whatever like the dead guy who went missing it's like Hugo Weaving. Yeah, like, that's, that's Hugo literally Weaving. his face. Um, <laughs> well, admittedly, that was like just right here or whatever. Like it didn't have, you know. I mean, it's, anyways. I had forgotten what I mean when what I was saying is that I had forgotten that, that that was a thing. While it was happening, I was like, oh, that's Hugo Weaving. You can hear it. He has yeah. a very distinct voice. That too. Um, that too. And there were a couple of things that was that were said. I don't remember exactly what they were that you were going, oh, that's that's V. It's um, also the way he, but I had just forgotten too. that it was an actual, like it was actually part of the concept of it. Like I was like, oh yeah, I forgot he does this fucked up thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Josh, do you want, you have any other qualms? Uh, I I don't. I've tried to think hard uh, about watching this, like when watching this, of like qualms that I have, and I don't. I don't have any. That's fine. That, really come to mind like at first i was like oh the message is just so fucking slap you in the face but it's that's what it's about like it's um i mean there's there's very tiny continuity things of like when somebody's cut or whether there's blood and you know stuff like that but it doesn't like you said ali it doesn't take me away from the movie i'm still like slow motion nights <laughs> nice trails when they probably won't exist or shouldn't exist, but I love them anyways. Uh, well, um, uh, yeah, I don't. I, I just I don't. I, I mean, if I I haven't I can't speak to this. Uh, like because I haven't read the the comic. I as a perif a, a peripheral kind of person for me would be like, oh, I I don't like that they changed changed so much of the comic but i can't say that because i haven't read the comic to appreciate that aspect either so yeah it's, i mean it's it's it, again if you always knew water was salty then you wouldn't complain when it wasn't yeah you know you wouldn't, you wouldn't complain what it is you're just like all right whatever like again like there it's a it's a harsh criticism to be like well based on the book, it's like just watch the movie and yeah. criticize the movie like that's their story yeah, yeah, that's, criticize the book for what it is you know like you can say like i wish they did that but you know, whatever. I mean, I think I, I still think uh, thinking back to Howl's Moving Castle of what the author said about the movie compared to the book is one of my favorite responses of like, they it's the movie. You they're they're two different things. Like it's yeah. I, so it's. I mean, yeah. I'm starting to I'm starting to like distance myself from using the word um, like uh, they like true to the comic. I hate that phrase now. 
like to the comic. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like that the comic's the, the comic. comic the movie's the movie. Like <laughs> just yeah. Um Caitlin? So agreed. <laughs> um the only thing that really stood out to me was um how nonchalant they were about well, there were the tunnels that led straight to Parliament, but we sealed all those. It's like it was a long time ago. And yeah. if you're worried about like a terrorist that uses it. bombs and is very like precise in the things they do, no one and in also an wears a guy Foxian mask didn't and check those tunnels. Like Guy Fox ten, kind of did like, an underground thing. So they like, they had on. an entire year to like just send one person down to those tunnels and be like they're still sealed, like, right? Like, they're still sealed? Like, that terrorist guy hasn't, like, but shipped away through Maybe they're those, waiting right? for the DWP guy, like, uh, like in mm-hmm. Rise I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to, like, argue whether... I mean, that's a valid point. I, I'm, I guess it depends on how... It's just, like, forgetting... It's just, like, doing something so long ago that you forgot that it even existed in the first place. Well, you know what it, I mean? To like, me, they also remark that... It's, it's I, a I, logic it's, loop, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, it's also a remark that he, that he had to clean it up and lay track. So like they probably wrote it off as like a possibility. <laughs> nobody heard things down there. Like right, nobody but, was like but nobody in, walked down there and was like in such a <laughs> like police state. No, oh, yeah. To me it's like totally that, so it's just a it's just a logic loop and that's fine. Yeah. Like yeah. like I can totally see that being a thing, but at the same time, I'm like, this is a police state where literally everything is monitored, and we didn't send one person down to look in the tunnels to make sure that there's yeah. not a train coming to Parliament in, with a bomb. In my in my ability to you know hopefully apologize for the film and create like a, a patch for it, and this is like really dark. It's like, what if they did send somebody, and then V they just kept them. killing them. V kept just kept them. killing the people. Yeah, we don't know. And they're just like, I don't know. We never heard from them. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, would be the worst. Worse. Like, We've okay, lost like we keep ten scouts down to this uh, but then maybe he just explodes them and then puts them in rubble. I don't know. But um, any other qualms, Caitlin? Um, so uh, it, it's not a qualm about one. the movie. Um, it's it's the thing I was kind of talking about earlier that like made me. It it gave me sad feels, um, because it was like. Let's say that you're in a um, situation like this. Hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically speaking. You're in a police state with um, terrifying government things and pandemics and everything else. Um, At the end of this movie, I mean, it's a beautiful moment when everyone comes together and all the Guy Fox masks and just marches past um, all the militia and just stands there and watches the parliament building get blown up. But it it took like like Frodo levels of chance to have a superhuman, <laughs> super like Batman rich person to like Phantom of the Opera, someone like the right person uh, into their lair to take down the country's government. Like, so I'm, I'm going to say something that I've heard online, which is. I, I love. It's like so. The movie can happen. <laughs> That's so why. Why did? Why happen. does he do this? Uh, why did? Why did nobody check the subway? So the movie can happen. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, it, it was. It, it's one of those things that's like, I love this movie for what it is and what it represents. Um, but you almost get a sense of like hopelessness because it's more fantasy than reality. It's theatrical. Yeah. So yeah. it's like uh it's I love well, this. Well think of it this way. 
I used to I think that way too of like, why are these movies, these, these string of lucky coincidences, but it's like, think of it this way. It wouldn't be worth telling though. Or the only stories that are worth telling are the ones that are those fascinating strings of coincidence. I mean, that's, this, that's this not story wouldn't be worth telling uh, uh, if it Ali, didn't happen this way. Okay. Oh, you just stumbled upon like the crux of every movie <laughs> is that nothing fucking happens if everything's just logic based. Yeah. Like, no, everything's, I, like everything's really, I'm not saying yeah, yeah. that, but I'm just saying like, Ali, you know, we've talked about, we, we've had this show for a while and I've, you know, you say like, it feels contrived or like sometimes it's a logic loop and all that stuff, right? Yeah. And sometimes yeah. like those aren't those things that happen because if those weren't, then the movie wouldn't fucking happen. Just like what Ali's saying. Yeah. But to but point, your point, it's it, not as an excuse. Yeah, why. no, no, no. But it's, to Caitlin's sort of like point, a, like it's not like a welcome to the core baby, but it's like I, I feel this way a lot for a lot of films. Like love is never the way it's interpreted in films. Like breakups are never the way interpreted. Like, Everything in film is just like that is what is ideal, and then there is a little bit of like this false reality that people start yeah. building in their brains of like in the movies it would be like this. It's like It'd that's like not this. how it works, baby. Like, no. <laughs> like who knows in a real situation of V for Vendetta there would have been another religious uprising, you know, sure. like that right. just sidelines his his plan. I was or, like to to add to like your side. point, Caitlin, is it's like wait, so taking down one person and then kind of his next in line—that's all it takes to crumble this. Seemingly, yeah, it's, it's like, not like a Hydra situation where you cut one head. It's like that's all that it up. takes to take down this well, so overpowering government. It, and it's not that it's not that it's a like state of disbelief or that it, it like ruined the movie for me in any way, shape, or form. It's more of like a. If only it was that simple. It's an, yeah, it's it's an internal sense of like sadness or or almost a feeling of hopelessness that like. If if it were so simple, we would almost do it every other year. <laughs> it's almost as if like, like, like I'm glad they were successful, but you were successful because of these very specific things that happened. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's not to it's, say that yeah. there can't be strings of coincidences that have led to victories and wars in the past and whatnot. But um, it, it just there were so many things that kind of hit home in this movie mm. in particular that made this movie feel a little more bittersweet um, yeah. than it already I definitely is. felt that. Yeah. My, one thing when I was a little kid, I've, I've talked about this before. I was like a little bitch, and I cry about every horror movie I saw. And my uh, mom would always just don't be like, insult me like that. I don't want to be called. Yeah. Out. Don't talk about it's me. Don't make this about you. It's too um, late. I already did. So my my mom would always just say like, "It's just a movie. It's just a movie. It's just a movie." And so like that has always been kind of this weird backbone for me that like, you know, in the horror movie, like there is just some actor in a wet gown with like creepy makeup on like it's and there's some that like ugly terrifying director and they're gonna crawl a, out of my mirror and they're gonna you know? stab me in the face with a toothpick um, but that's like the, to that point of this film where it's like you know hopefully anyone's listening is not taking v for vendetta as like the bible you know like right this, this is this not is, how you throw is, yeah. down a fascist police state government so, um, <laughs> good question and your and your worst nightmare is is this person checking you for doneness like a cake <laughs> toothpick uh, i picked the wrong weapon choice but uh i was like a toothpick yesterday so you're done um, that's his catchphrase you're done <laughs> it came out clean you're done for for me uh qualms i had for the film um are, are it's to me when you know about the differences it starts illuminating things and uh, yeah, the villains. The difference are very, between the source and the, the theatrical. Yeah, okay. it, it's yeah. actually the same issue I have with Winter Soldier. Now that I think about it, right? Like mm. the easy, the hard thing that a lot of people talk about the Marvel movie Winter Soldier. A lot of people are like, it's the best movie. It's a spy thriller. It's like, no, it's not. Um, because everyone's like, it's Captain America going against the government. No, it's not. Um, it's about Captain America having to fight Hydra yet again. 
Um, there's nothing difficult about it. There's nothing difficult about this film. Like the oppressive government's there and then people are just pushed into inaction and complacency. And one person is like, I'm, I think I, I don't have any weapons action. strong enough, but I have an idea that's strong enough. Um, and so it's like, yeah, fucking kill Creedy. There's nothing hard about doing that. Kill uh, Prothero. He's, he's an asshole. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, it, it, the the enjoyment of the film comes into like the the puzzle piece coming together and seeing mm-hmm. those dominoes fall down. And you're like, oh, okay, this is what's happening. Why it's uh, happening. You when see, the dominoes were actually falling down. Yeah, during you uh, see you see V on this course of action. But um, in terms of like any type of existential conversation, that's why like for me, um, I don't really find this film like too difficult to watch because it's like. Mm-hmm. Beat the bad guy. Okay. You know, like, the they're not even d- portrayed as humans. Like, J- Sutler is literally two-dimensional because you see him on a giant Big Brother screen. So who gives a shit if he dies? That's true. Like, th- overthrowing government that killed its own people? Who gives a shit? Like, it's a scary thought. Like, what if that happened? Like, yeah, of course. And then fucking kill the people who are accountable for it. Like, it, there's nothing hard about accountability at this point to me. Um, there are things where it's like, the world that you live in and then maybe that small crack in the mirror of like, maybe it's not what you think it is. Like, oh shit. Like, and that's why I think where Evie's traumatic experience comes from. It's like, again, she was not willing to do anything or be part of any movement. She was just living her life. And in the book, she's a, she's a, a street walker, AKA an escort, Mm. AKA, you know, lady of the night. So, um, in the, in, in in here, Oh, in, in, in the, in the film, she's like a well-read, girl who works at a fucking tv station as an assistant i feel like the the opening setup is like a nod to that <laughs> um yeah because you're wondering why is she going to dietrich's house it's like well that's um, probably why she was gonna go there and then no well and then dietrich says like i only do that to put up appearances because i should right. have and i was like oh my god that's so fucking good um so uh yeah it's there, there's nothing too difficult about this film and that's one, one thing like and i don't think there should be for the enjoyment that i got from it like I can't go back and say like, man, if they if they had the nuance of the comic book or they had the, the the duality, then it would be way better. It's like I don't know, it just might be more complicated, and you might be just be left at home just being like, I don't know, man, I don't know what to believe in anymore. <laughs> like <laughs> like religion's bad on this side, conservatives bad on this side, but also like freedom is bad because it's like anarchy. Like who knows? And and but that that to me is like a little bit of like what Alan Moore wants. But and so this film has the the hero it has the tyrannical dragon you know so you can walk well, away i think i think they it. even honor that a little bit at the end like one of his last things that he says is like this is not not his last thing but before he leaves to go fight them is like this is for your generation to decide like we've yeah. we made the mess yeah. you know that's you know we're gonna we're gonna blow up our mess <laughs> you guys have a new life or a new you know start something new mm-hmm. um a little, little kingdom come be baby um, but, uh, yeah, that, that's probably my one big qualm. And other, other than that, I think you guys all mentioned small things, but I don't really give a shit about those. Um, but yeah, wow. that's it for me. Oh, it's not, so you, those are your guys. They, they I know, I know, think. I know. Just the phrasing um, is funny. So we're going to go on to the rating finally, baby. Um, so the first person is up is Ali. What's your score, yeah. baby? I am a hot 4.9. 4.9, baby. Yeah. This is one of those for me, uh, hits every chord. And, uh, yeah, nothing to dislike, really. Bye. Mine is a solid 4.5. Ooh. <gasps> Next up is Caitlin. 4.8. Oh. 4.8 for Caitlin. <laughs> My. This spells t- trouble for time. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I think the community was right. 4.8. 
Enjoy this film, um, man. It's just crazy. It's a four point five. It's a four point five, but Jesus, I mean, I, it's I, because I your it it's because your scale is so much harder on a lot of different things. Like yeah. for me, it's like, did I enjoy the movie? Weehee! It's good. A high score four point five. But like, <laughs> yeah. Tom is like. Oh, well, there is this to consider. And also the I, I camera has an education a, a in the realm of like, film review yeah. and film making. Right. So I, right. I was going to say, you're, he has it's comforting points. to know. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy that you've seen probably a lot more better movies than me. So your scale is like skewed. <laughs> Where I, mine's I, like I, stuck and the rest the of bottom. us are like, yay. <laughs> I almost put this Knife in a trails. four. A straight four. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it's really no, good. It's, it's a really fun. wonderful But it wasn't like, oh my God. But like th- th- again, there's like a little bit of an enjoyment to like, film richness that I'm like it's this film isn't super film richness yeah. but like it's just really really enjoyable but there's a yeah. thing that I really love about this film was like it's in 2005 and I think we all saw this it's like what the 90s evolved into but then somehow like in the aughts like the 2010s and all that stuff, it just changed oh, like yeah I was, to oh, me yeah. I, I, I really like this realm of film mm-hmm. where like it touches on t- hard subjects but it still has like the, the 90s like dapper lord you know yeah so dapper um but dang, baby. All right. I'm the grump for the week. So maybe the Nerd Nation. No, the Nerd Nation is still pretty wrong just because they had uh, they had Ali and Josh and me. But the vote for me. They were right. Was, they voted um, for you, was, you dingle. Yeah, I know. But it, it won, only one person. Everyone else all had right, one other vote. Right, so, right. um, so the vote for me was uh, for Mitchell G. For Mitchell G. You, G. You, you, Shout out. You, yeah. you are the one. He who knew. wins? You are the guest that grumper gator guest. You are the one that fed, votes. You never decide how to say that. No. When you Do say we gator, have a theme song for I've always that We grump? never no. have a theme. song. When you song. say the word gator, does it mean like uh, a gate to stop or like a, a gator? gator? Okay, okay, that's what like I was like. A literal, you're a gator. Like, like see you alligator. later, alligator. Like you have not had to evolve from prehistoric times because you guessed that grump gator. Grass, so you're like Fred gating Gator. away grumps or something. <laughs> Would you look at that at the free. end of the episode? <laughs> Get, guess that grump get gangster. <laughs> everybody, everybody at home, thank you so much for listening or watching. If you are on YouTube, uh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, do oh, consider yeah, joining to remember the nation the to be a part of the grumper gator gluten free guesser. Yes. Wow, gluten free, um, nice. Gluten free now. Hey, Caitlin, you can have it now. <laughs> I can have it. Gluten <laughs> free. Um, tell us your thoughts. Reach out to us on social media. What you thought about V for Vendetta? Um, if you are new to Nerd On, welcome. Bienvenue. Glad to have you. Uh, do check out our website, nerdon.tv. It has all the information of all of the things that we do because we do do a lot. Do do. Uh, <laughs> we have multiple episodes. Said a lot. Can I interject? Do it. I am so sorry. What? I messed up who guessed me on the guess that Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. This is um, awkward. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just Mitchell. You guessed for Josh, and you're kind of close. But uh, Lukeon guessed me. Oh my! So you God. are the guess that Cooper guesser. Lukeon, <laughs> Sorry, the Excel sheet was weird, and it messed and me up. Sorry, Tom adult. failed you today. <laughs> I'm so. I'm, I'm, I'm so you. sorry. I failed. I failed you. I failed you. Trust me. I failed you. I failed you. All right. Sorry. He's probably so bad during this part. Is like what? I what? And then oh, that's what it was. There you go. So you picking up where I left off. Press play. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, do stop by, rate, and review us wherever you listen. That kind of stuff. It 
uh, it has multiple things. It allows us to keep being uh, better because we look at reviews and feedback. Uh, but it also feels good because once we get those, uh, even uh, YouTube comments, we screenshot them and share them within the group. And um, it's good stuff. You know um, that you know that moment oh when boy. you've like pulled cookies out of the oven and they've been sitting there for just like apparently. a minute and they're gluten free if you need them to be. And then like you've waited like maybe three minutes and they've set up just enough where you can like get one off, but it's still good on the inside and you take a bite. That's what getting a review is like. Like wow. that's the experience yeah. where you're like, you're it's like right. peak good yeah. feels. That's what peak getting a review joy. is peak like. So feels. if you leave one, that's how we're going to feel when we read it. Just yeah. so you know. Yeah. You are our warm cookie. You are our warm cookie, baby. Oh. <laughs> okay. You heard it here. I'm stopping it here. It's <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Going. You know the drill, as always. Nerd on. Ending broadcast.